This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. It is one of the best monthly subscription services you'll find out there. It starts as low as $29.99 and sends anywhere from three to five retro video games from your console of choice. From the Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Nintendo 64, Sega Master System, Sega Genesis, Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, and the Game Gear, as well as... Breaking news, now shipping Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, and PlayStation 1. And here at the Happy Hour, we love retro games, but what we love even more than retro games is saving saving money. money. So go ahead and put in the coupon code at checkout, Happy Hour. Get $2 off your total purchase. Go see them, and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with with Johnny and Deuce Deuce sent you. Hello, internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course, I have my main man, Deuce. What's up, man? Hey, man. Of course, this is the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Every single episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce starts off with the Deuce solution. Yes, it does. Yep. Ah, good time. I keep backups just you do for this. keep backups. Just for this occasion. Yes, yes. <laughs> Uh, of course, uh, we are a twice-weekly podcast, dropping on Tuesdays and Fridays for your listening pleasure. Yes, sir. And of course, we'd love to have friends with us on the uh, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. We have the amazing Edward Barnell, a.k.a. Eddie V, from the Optional Opinion Podcast and World 1-1. Welcome to the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hey, guys. Hey, Internet. Um, how everybody doing today? We're doing pretty good. That's um, awesome. Yeah, so Edward... And long story short, Edward and I are part of, we, we found each other on a group called NBC Video Game Book Club, which is an yes. awesome group that was started by our good friends Adrian, um, Anthony, and John, and, and a bunch of other people have joined on since then, Tony, and all kinds of really cool people that we got to meet, Amanda, and all that. And we all just have a common bond of love for Nintendo. I mean, we just love Nintendo. Nintendo's like our jam. I mean, our stories, we all came from different walks of life, but we all have this common bond of loving the Nintendo company. And occasionally we go on there once a month and we have like a, a game that you play once a month, like a book club, but for video games. So definitely go check it out and um, give them some love. But Edward, I kind of want to just like kind of get people to know who you are. Like how did you start a podcast? Like how long have you been gaming for? Uh, stuff like that. Well, I'm from North Chicago, Illinois. Um, I've been gaming for 31 years, um, ever since like 1985. Um, I have a brother, um, he was the Sega kid in the house and I was the Nintendo kid. So I was able to play games on multi-platforms. Um, I was always good at arcade games and, and around, uh, 2004, 2005, um, the site one um, there was asking questions of what, you know, trying to ask for a name for a podcast and optional opinion came to my mind. I'm just like, that would be a cool name. It didn't get chosen, but I kept the name and just started writing blogs for under the optional opinion name. Um, as time passed on, one up closed. Um, I used to do Ustream, like a video chat version of it. And then I met my friend, uh, Justin Villarreal, who's the head of the Anonymous Radio Network. And he offered me to do a podcast, and I just decided to do optional opinion. Um, and that's where I'm able to bring a topic um, and, uh, you know, talk about it. Um, and the theme is, is to always, you know, 
uh, be able to give an opinion on it, but also have some options for it. So even though it's a topic, always have like a solution or some ideas for it. And that's how Option Opinion was started. Well, I think it's cool too because you're you're doing things a little bit differently because mainly for the most part, you're just one guy with one mic, you know, and it's yes. really cool because like you're getting your thoughts on there and your you know unbiased approach to things and and occasionally you'll have someone like me or so a friend on, but most of the time it's just you, you know, and I think yes. it's in- interesting, you know, because a lot of podcasts have multiple people, multiple personas, but I, I like the fact that you know you kind of just have it, it's you're straight laced, it's just you, you in front of the mic, just being passionate about what you love. Wait a minute, so he does a podcast all by himself? Yeah. Dude, you got mad balls, bro. <laughs> like, how do you walk around yeah. with them? Is there a lot of chafing, I'm guessing? Because, like, <laughs> that's ridiculous. Like, I don't ugh, I don't know if I could do that, sit in front of the mic for an hour and well, just talk. Well, l- l- let's just say, for the folks that haven't checked that out, they need to check it out because it's really cool. He starts it off with this really cool music. This uh, piano music sounds awesome. And then he goes in and he does segments, and then he interlays video game music in between each segment. So you kind of get a chill moment. And a lot of times you'll put music about what he's talking about in there if it's from the same game he's talking about. Just yeah. kind of interlace that in there. And it's a nice it's a nice uh, chill. Like I'll, I'll listen to it while I'm like, running or walking you know, uh, around my uh, community. Uh, definitely check that out. But if you juxtapose that to World 1-1, that's, when you ha- that's a podcast you have with friends. Yes, uh, and World uh, uh, World One One podcast uh, came from Larry Giver and Adrian Nieto. Uh, we were just been, we just like talking about gays and stuff. And so there used to be a podcast called Retro Force Go and uh, Destructoid, like back in the early two thousands. And mm-hmm. we, we try to emulate that, but we kind of have like almost a regular podcast segment where we just uh, we do an indie watch about um, you know upcoming indie gays, and then we just have a discussion for it. So uh, it's just us three talking, and we'll bring on, like, Tony, who's our West Coast correspondent. Um, you know, sometimes he'll fill in and, uh, and talk about it. And we just started, so uh, we're only, like, up to episode five, and I can't wait for you guys to hear that one. We actually talked about reviews. Um, our last uh, was just going to be our latest episode coming out soon. Okay, well, definitely check out World 1-1 Podcast as well. Um, I actually had a question for you because this, you know, we did the, for the MVC Video Game Book Club, we did the uh, Pokemon games. And you actually yes. did a really awesome episode um, about the Pokemon and, and the history and all that stuff. And we we were all kind of joking in that, that video about, you know, like what, I, I don't really consider any bad Pokemon games, to be honest. Like Pokemon, yes. for a lot of people, was the introductory RPG like people kind of started out that was their first RPG uh, and it's an easy one to get into and whatnot but like just to kind of go through your roots for people at home like you, you consider yourself a pretty good RPG fan overall yes I um I've been playing RPG since the since Nintendo um I really got big into them when they came out to the Super Nintendo and yeah. pretty much art my whole RPG big my biggest library of RPGs started with PlayStation one but like like Square, uh, Squaresoft at that time when the uh, Super Nintendo was out, they were like the kings of RPGs. Like I didn't even go to Enix games. I played just a lot of Square, uh, Squaresoft games. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to see kind of how that's kind of changed and evolved over time. And uh, are you going to be doing any? Uh, you last year you did an E3 show, I think you didn't you at the post E3 after each uh, 
Isha, yes. yeah. And Deuce and I are actually trying to do We the were same. having that conversation yeah. before this because we're like, all right, what are we going to do? Because last year we totally screwed the pooch. Like, we did it Wednesday night, and I don't even think we started until like 8 o'clock, and yeah. we did a four-hour-long podcast. Yes. We didn't get done. You remember. T- you, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, we didn't get done until like after 1 o'clock in the morning, yeah. and we it all had work. Yeah. It was a long <laughs> oh podcast, a long night. We all had work the next day, and uh. it was – it was me, Johnny, and our buddy Nate, and the whole next day we're like IMing each other and texting each other, and it's basically the gist of it was like, brother, shoot me. Like, <laughs> I, there is not enough coffee to make up for only having four hours of sleep because, yep. man, we're getting old. Yep. Like, I hate to put it like that, but w- yep. we ain't no spring chickens no more. We can't yeah. do this four-hour sleep shit and go <laughs> yeah. to work. So so you do, when, you do, when you did yours last year, did you do it after each night, or how did – I forgot how you did that last year. How did you – I? Um, I did it after each night, which um, is probably the smartest thing yeah. to do. Yeah, yeah. let's um, freshen your mind. I, I think. Oh, yeah, the one thing I didn't do is well for the Nintendo one. I I did the digital presentation, but I also included. I, I believe I could include the Smash one with that. Um, and then I just give each one a grade what I personally think, and um, I, I kind of do a quick run through of what they showed and give some impressions about it, um, like some of the highlights, the lowlights. Um, last year, uh, definitely me and you, Johnny, we talked about Sony's conference. We did. Um, yep. And how we're looking, we're, and we're both looking to Horizon Red Dawn. And I think the problem that I had with it was just was the treader itself, the the way that it presented itself. It, it was kind of weird. Um, but I know we're both looking toward for that game. Um, this year for E3, I'm kind of going to do the same thing once I find out what everything happens, and I'm going to try probably try to do, do just like 30 minutes, like run through a quick three, and whatever I feel like it's important or what's a big announcement i'll kind of focus on um and then uh i'll try to release them every night and then friday um I, i'll have a regular episode when i have all my thoughts collected and just point out how this year's e3 was all was total overall because the pc the pc uh conference i was gonna do but that thing was too long and it was completely boring so i yeah. just like i can't do that well, let me throw this at you, Edward, now that for the fans at home, this is really pulling the curtain back because me and uh-huh. Johnny had this conversation, and what we had decided to do is we said, like, each night, like Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday night, we'll come and we'll tape and we'll do an episode, but we're going to drop it the next day, but it's going to be raw. Like, I'm talking, like, ODB, baby, I like it raw, raw. Like, it's going to mm-hmm. be, like, no edits, just commercials right at the front, and then just bam, and I was y- like – pretty- then you're pretty much doing the optional opinion yeah. uh, podcast because I don't I don't do no edits. Whatever you hear, I do completely straight raw. Yeah. Once I get done recording, if I record early in the week, that's when yeah. I like Friday I'll drop it. That's a good idea. You might as well like don't make it a big presentation because yeah, a lot of people know already know the news like looking at sure. different websites. Sure, yeah. but but your listeners will always be like, I want to hear what you guys think, Our and opinions, then just yeah. be like, okay. I know I see. I could agree about that. Yeah. I gotta disagree with that. You know, let me hit them, hit them on Twitter. Let me share this and have other people hear it. Yeah, stuff. Sure. and and I want to know Edward's opinion because just for the folks at home, Edward is 
certifiably a happy hour with Johnny and Deuce super fan. Like, you yep. listen to all the episodes, you yep. share all the episodes. Yeah, so you're awesome. I, I wanted your opinion as a fan because, you know, we do a really good job, and I got I got to bow down to Johnny on this one because he does all the editing. Like, we've got good commercials, we got good music, like the intros, outros, everything sounds really good. So it's not like when you listen to some podcasts where it's kind of raw. Like, yeah. you put a lot yeah. of production value into it. So these, I know it's going to kind of make – Johnny maybe bite his fingernails a it's little bit. It's the opposite of what yeah. I normally do. Yeah, because it, it's the opposite of what we normally do, but I'm like, look, we need to get it out there quick. We have to get them out quick. Because yeah. the problem is, is like you said, like the websites have that shit up like 20 minutes after, like the trailer goes up 20 minutes later, they've got the article up about it, and oh, by the way, they got to sit down with the dude who made the game like the day before and have the article ready, so as soon as the trailer shows, they can shoot it out. Um, and A, we don't have that option, and B... I think you're right. Like, you want to get it out as quickly as possible because those days, gamers are in a frenzy, like, during E3. Like, they're searching mm -hmm. IGN, Kotaku, like, every website they can find to get all the information they can. And like I said, I just think if we sat on it and tried to, like, you know, stagger them like we normally do Tuesday and Friday that, you know, we'd lose listeners. I'd rather just bust out three in a week and then the next week, sorry, guys, you only get an episode on Friday instead of, you know, Tuesday and Friday and call it a day. The thing about the thing about that is, uh, is is that even though those are professional websites, it's always good to get a different perspective because you'll hear something and you'll see something, and it it may be good from a lot of different a lot of people different like views on it, but sometimes you want to go approach it in a negative view, like when the Shinmu three um, announcement came. It was it was a big announcement for Sony, yeah. But then when I seen the Kickstarter, I and Sony was like helping. I had to me, I had a negative view about it, and I want to speak about that because I'm like, how are people getting happy about Shenmue Three when you didn't even buy one or two when it first came out? There's right. no way that you spent fifty million on on the first Shenmue and it barely sold anything. So why is this like kind of return? And then to have. To, to know that as Sony, as a company, that you guys sold so many PlayStation 4s, but you're not helping, helping with really helping with this game. Yeah. Who would do a Kickstarter, definitely at a Sony press conference, for a game that's supposed to be big that everybody's happy, happy about? Yeah. You know? No, so I, I felt think the same way. It's like, you know, basically you're saying, hey, if you really want this game go to the GoFundMe or go to the Kickstarter, and I'm like, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Like, basically, you're just doing a, an advertisement for me to give you money. It's yeah. like, no, either come out and say you're making a game or don't say shit about it and have somebody else later be like, oh, by the way, we want to make this game, go to our GoFundMe. Because I'm not going to lie, if you're in the middle of Sony's press conference and you put a GoFundMe, it could have been for Donkey Farts the video game, and somebody <laughs> would have gone and paid money for it because it's, it's during yeah. the Sony yeah press conference you mm -hmm. know it could have been like right. jennifer lawrence reads the phone book and like yeah. somebody would have been like oh let me put money to that because it was in the sony you know you have a lot of eyes you know yeah. what he, yeah you have a lot of eyes that are watching that uh e3 conference so like any he's from it saying anything could probably get funded you know what i mean exactly so you're on a huge stage you know which um, i will totally go fund uh jennifer lawrence reads the phone book. absolutely like so i would I. totally so go I. fund <laughs> that game <laughs> just just so you know we love you. You already know to yeah. send me that link so I can put throw some money at it. Be exactly. Like, yeah, read, read. But yeah. I, I just, uh, and I'm right there with you. And the other point, a, a counterpoint to yours, is you know when these sites review these games, E3, and say things, 
you never know where the money's coming from. Where's the payoff? You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, some of these guys, especially if they get to go talk to the producers of the game and they get to go talk to, you know, uh, people that made the game, who's buying who drinks? Who's who, who's washing whose hands? You know what I'm saying? Right. So it's like, they're like, oh, this game's going to be great. And I look at it, I'm like, no, that game looks like a hunk of shit. And, but they can't say it because they're afraid, well, if we say this, then they're not going to let us come back. They're not going to give us the hookup like they did before. And you always kind of got to wonder who's washing whose hands on that. Well, it's, it, 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 it gets hard when you want to podcast about something like that, about E3, when Microsoft and Sony is showing 85%, 85% of their conference is treaders. Yeah. So you so not because of every I always think of it like this. Anytime a conference has a whole bunch of trailers without no gameplay, I'm looking it at the eye of Aliens Colonial Marines because <laughs> yep. you're showing me graphics that doesn't represent the actual game. Sure. So now I literally get weary about your game. I want to see some gameplay. Yep. Fine if you want to bring somebody out and play the game after, but I'd rather you just have gameplay in the actual product. Yep. I agree. In the, in the actual show. Yeah. Or a, like a trailer with gameplay footage in it, not like a yes. bunch of FMV shots and stuff like that is kind of what you're saying. Yes. All right. I feel you. I feel you. Well, I will say this. Microsoft did good because they showed Gears of War 4 last year, and they had a guy actually play the level, and you're like, oh, okay, yeah. that's what it's going to look like in-game. It's not just some, you know, full-motion video trailer. Yes. Um, the, the Gears of War 4, I was, uh, I kind of, that made me like, this looks really good. Yeah, let me get into Gears. Let me yeah. uh, work on this game. Well, let's this, talk about uh, that real quick because uh, Edward and I both made some, uh, you know, console purchases uh, in the last few months. And uh, you had picked up uh, an Xbox One, and not s- shortly after that, you picked up a PS4. Yes. Yeah, and I um, recently picked up an Xbox One, so it's like a you know you and I are both are kind of like just diving into our consoles, you know, trying to get as much enjoyment out of them as we can. Yes. Um. I've been I've really been playing a lot of the Xbox One over the PS4. I guess kind it just of, depends you know, on the games that you're wanting to play because for me yes. right now, like I to be straight up honest, I haven't touched my Xbox One since uh, I've been playing uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Like Metal Gear Solid Five is took up, has taken up all of my energy. So it's just uh-huh. been like it's all I've been playing. Like I've six, I'm like seventy hours into Metal Gear Solid Five. Holy shit. And I'm only like thirty five percent. And I was wow. talking to our friend Mike, uh, and he's been on our show before, and he said, yeah, I mean, uh, he 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 beat the game and. He's only, but he hasn't 100 percented it yet. I think he put about 100 hours in. And he was only like 60 percent in. So, oh, wow. so there's a lot into it. But you don't have to, you know, 100 percent the game. But you know me, right. uh, Edward and I are very similar in this way. You and I, where we're like, we're like, oh, we gotta collect stuff. We gotta go 100 percent it. We gotta do the side quest and, you know, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it just really depends because there's a lot of games. Like, what is it Quantum Break is coming out or already? No, came it's out? out already. It's already out. It's out already. Yeah, yeah. I'm not getting that one this week. Uh, probably by the time this podcast the episode came out. I'll have it already, um, but I plan on getting that because uh, I just got the division for Xbox One. Um, okay. But Quantum Break is the next game. I'm Deuce gonna, is playing uh, a lot play. of the division right yeah, now. That's pretty much like my main game right now. Like it's pretty much been, and I know this can sound super weird. I've been alternating between the division, Call of Duty, and then when I plug up like one of my retro systems and play like uh-huh. some old school games. But basically, it's been steady in my PS4. It's like, all right, am I playing the division tonight or I'm playing Call of Duty? And it really depends on time because if I got two or three hours, it's division all day. But if I'm like, man, I got an hour before I go to bed, I'll just jump on Call of Duty, play a couple team death matches, and then go to bed. So, 
Well, the, the division actually shocked me because I did the demo on both systems, exactly. um, and I didn't do an episode on it. Uh, and I, I can say that it's a it's a good game. I really do like it. It is solid. But I'm kind of surprised that I'm actually supporting Ubisoft with this game. Um, and and I haven't really I haven't did an episode on it on yet. Uh, but I'm kind of because I don't really buy a lot of Ubisoft games. I feel like the way that they treated Nintendo um, really kind of not upset me, but kind of really made me sad that they got the way that they got treated for that system. Yeah. And and it ended up showing that the way that you treat your system, uh, the way that you think that a system of a game is going, uh, sorry about that, the way that you think a game is going to sell on the system. Um, shouldn't always be there, right? Um, you talking about and Assassin's it, Creed and and all that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know the way that they even how they treated Watch Dogs is that they made sure that it came out on the other systems because they thought it was gonna sell well and delayed the Wii U version. Well, people, yeah, they did uh want uh K on sales for Watch Dogs, but everybody stopped playing it and people started playing Mario Kart Eight. Yeah. Yeah. That then, they were always late to the party, it felt like. Like, in the beginning, when it first sure. launched, they were like, hey, mm-hmm. as soon as a new game comes out, like the Assassin's Creed Black Flag, they're like, it's going to be on the system. And then they were like, oh, we're going to make it for Wii U, but it'd be like a couple months late. And then they finally just said, we're just not making games for the Wii U. And I was like, well, you know, either go all in or don't. Like, you know, so. Right. I, and, I don't- and, and- and it because the Wii U version was the inferior inferior product, sure. like they cut features and stuff out and treat it like it, you know, and treat it like no one is going to buy this game. Well, people will would have bought the game if you treat it almost like everything else. Yeah, you, you didn't. Your plan was because you think no one is selling. You're not selling games on the Wii U. Um, you not going to really, you know, make the make the. Um, recovery of the, you know, the development right. but i think me and you talked about this johnny uh uh johnny that how would a third-party company do if they put a game on one system instead of putting it on multiple systems right yeah i mean i think it really depends because like when you look at the case of ubisoft like with their I don't know. I, I felt like they they treated Nintendo like the redheaded stepchild. Like it was like, all right, right well, we got we got the big boys, the PlayStation and Microsoft, and the, or you know Sony and Microsoft. But uh, we you you know they got their Mario games. Let's let's leave them in the corner, kind of. And I kind of I count like as a, as a fan, as a gamer, I kind of felt like they were they were turning their nose up, you know, to uh, the Nintendo product. And and sure, the the Wii the Wii U has had an, has had an issue right out the gate. You know, um, they've only sold what ten or eleven million. Uh, consoles right. total so like that you know in five years is not a lot so it's it's you know it's not it definitely there wasn't the same lightning in a bottle like what the Wii had but there's there's a you right. know you've talked about this before but there's a lot of varying factors like if you put a game out for example say SteamWorld Dig I think that's on all three consoles yes I don't know what the to- total life size sales of those numbers are but I imagine something like an indie title would do really well if it was on multiple platforms because you're exposing you know, you're exposing that that brand, that product to multiple avenues. You look at Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's done really well, and it's everywhere. Yes, yes, and it's still uh, selling everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, the the thing I think the thing with indies is that you know, with them being a small team, um, they 
their plan i think most of their plans is in the future they want to make sure that it's on all consoles um but like if nintendo highlights your game as an indie developer you know that it's good you know there's a um that something's gonna be right because you you know, personally, like Sony and Microsoft really don't um, highlight indie games like they should. They kind of highlight them at, at E3, but you don't see them like do it throughout the year. Like we're not probably getting like No Man's Sky as being as a highlight. But I'm just like, that's only one game. Are you going to highlight any other indie games instead of having it come out and be word of mouth? You know, if you a game and you end up in the Nintendo Direct, then that's very promising. You know, yeah, it does. It does give it, when you get what your sensor saying is if Nintendo gives you their approval, you know, that's a big deal for that company. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with, you know, future iterations. Uh, obviously, we'll talk about the NX a little bit later on. Um, but for me, it's like E3 is right on the corner and it's like I I don't even know what's going to happen, you know, with Nintendo. So, like, well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. Uh, we've all three, all three of us on your own podcast. You've done predictions and and thoughts and and talked to other friends about it. And Deuce and I have done like a year ago. We were like when the NX first got announced. Deuce and I were like, "What is it going to mm-hmm. be? You know, what what's the pur- purpose of it? I mean, are they going to be able to you know get that fan base? Are they going to come out charging, swinging with uh, the Zelda game? I mean, are they going to have this huge, awesome launch library? Because you look at something like the you know the Nintendo sixty four. I mean, it came out with a pretty decent you know yeah uh, you know launch titles with the Mario 64 right. and you know uh, Star Wars, Star Wars, and and uh, oh. we even Wave Pilot Race, Wings? yeah, Pilot yep. Wings. I mean, there was some really good. It was great launch titles, and probably you know, uh, other than I would say Super Mario World, probably one of the better launch titles of of any console. I mean, it was a really right. great you know launch, and I, that does say a lot because you, you look at like the PS3, they launched with uh, Resistance 3, which was a good game, but I don't really feel like the Resistance 3 kind of hit everyone. Oh, re- you know what I mean? Re- like Resistance it was just, one. Uh, w- f- well, Resistance Three, right? Fall of Man was a launch title for uh, PlayStation Three, right? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. But Resistance, yeah. Uh, yeah. You said Resistance Three for uh, as a launch title. I'm just like, oh no, that came out later. Yeah, the oh, first okay. Resistance uh, came out as a launch title because it was, if I remember correctly, it was res- for PS3. It was Resistance. It was the Dragon Blade, something with the redheaded girl with oh, the heavenly sword, sword. Heavenly yeah. sword. Yeah. Heavenly sword. Um, and of course, you had all your sports games, but right. those were the ones because I was in the industry when that came out, yeah. and those were the ones I remember. Yeah. But then again, like the Xbox 360 didn't come out with a uh, crazy out the gate because it was like Gun, which was already on PS2 and everything else. So it's right. like, all right, and a lot of the games on the Xbox 360 were just up-res ports of games already on the PS2 because it was like Gun. King Kong, Madden, NCAA football, um, uh, Perfect Dark, um, Ghost Recon came pretty close, like right in that launch yeah. window, like within the first like three four months, and so did the Elder Scrolls game came really close within that launch window. Um, I can say I, I can say this about the 360. Um, even though they had a strong launch, I think it's one of the worst launch consoles. Ever in video game history. Yeah, I think that was a complete disaster. Yeah, I oh. I, I do feel like with with the 360, you know, because that came out first. They came out first in 2005. They came out swinging, mm-hmm. and you know, this is you know Microsoft, you know, their second console, and and you can, you look at how other systems did as well as we talked about. Look at the with, you know sometimes you get lightning in a bottle. Like I said earlier, the Wii launched with you know was it Wii Sports 
Like that thing was like yeah. that blew up. I mean, people were playing video games they hadn't played in years. Like my parents were playing the golf and the tennis. Like they haven't picked up a console since the uh, Super Nintendo. You know, and so like you were getting you know the the true couch co op moment. And I don't know if just the branding of the Wii U was it, for me as a gamer. I was confused when they first showed it. Like, all right, where's this console? You showed us the tablet. Is this an accessory, an add-on to the Wii? Like, it was very, it was very, very confusing for a consumer to follow that. And I, I feel like now it's like they have to like come out swinging. Like, this is our four or five launch titles. You, you get Zelda right off the gate. I mean, I, obviously, you know, it might do one of those things where it did with uh, uh, Twilight Princess, where it came out for both yeah. systems. Both systems. They haven't. I mean, I know we've been reading rumors on it online, but I don't. You know, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But like. Who knows? I mean, the NX could come out this year. We yeah, don't. let's jump into NX because yeah. we've been dancing around yeah. it. We might as well just jump <laughs> right in it. Yeah. What 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 are your thoughts on the NX, Edward? Like, what's your like? All right, this is what I need to make me jump on like day one. Um, uh, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I actually don't need nothing to until Nintendo does this actual reveal. Like, I don't care about any of the rumors that they say. Um. All I care about is, you know, Nintendo's making a new console. They're probably going to give it a, hopefully they give it a name. Um, and they just show some good games for it. And they, 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 cause I, to me, I don't think it's going to come out this year. Like they got too many good titles coming out. And I don't think there's a lot of companies ready to have games for that system. I don't even think Nintendo themselves have any games ready for that system. When do you think it comes so, out? When do you think it comes out? I think it's gonna come out. Ne- I think holiday of 2017. So now, I hope it's gonna come out next yeah. year, a year and a half from now. Okay. Yeah, because I I, I think that you're gonna need something real strong. Because this is my thing with Nintendo with the NX. Once again, you need to get Capcom, you need to get Sega, you need to get Platinum, and you need to get Namco Bandai. Um, if you could snag Konami, that would also be cool. Get get those five Japanese companies and have them do some games for your system. Why? Because those are the companies that you have been helping making money. Right. Compared to everybody else. For example, Platinum, Bayonetta 2, good example. Now, because Platinum has got a lot of recognition for Bayonetta 2, why do you think they're making a Transformer game and they're making the Ninja Turtles games and people are really interested into the, into sure. those games? Because yeah. really nobody was talking about Bayonetta when it first came out. But Bayonetta 2, I think once people seen it, complained about it because it was exclusive, and then they actually played it and was just like, okay, this is an awesome Platinum this game put, and they, I want to see more work. Yeah, I put them it. on the map essentially, and they were like, all right, right, well, this is what Platinum can do? Wow, well... They started getting a lot more work too, like you said, you know, getting the Transformers game and the Ninja Turtles game, and they, sure they they I guess missed with the Korra game. I guess a lot of people didn't like that one, but like overall, it's like Platinum has been pretty solid. You know, they've done yeah. a pretty good job. Um, and, uh, two weeks ago, I just went to Dave and Buster's, and they had the Luigi's Mansion arcade game that Capcom did, and it stayed full. Everybody was playing that game, like. Yeah. Capcom hasn't made an arcade game since, I think Marvel vs. Capcom two. I think that was kind of bad. I mean, it feels like, like forever since they've done that. You know. Yeah, but but that game right there was make has been making Capcom a whole bunch of money. Um, the Mario Kart DX game's been making uh Namco like Smash been like these ga- these Japanese companies have been in good works with Nintendo and made people want to play them get play their games. Sure. Where I think 
that like Sony and Microsoft, um, they could do the same thing, but we still don't have deep down from Capcom for uh, PlayStation Four. Um, we don't have anything else exclusive to Microsoft that's coming from a third party that we know of. You know, so it's just like, why are these? Even though these like Microsoft is and uh, Sony are big. You know, why haven't they reached out to these Japanese companies like Nintendo has? And, you know, if Nintendo's going to reach out to these companies and snag some good exclusive titles for them for next year, then it's so, so um, even with the Beyond Good and Evil 2 rumor from Ubisoft, if Nintendo snags that, it's probably going to be a sale uh, for a lot of people. But that's going to be, you know, we'll see what happens with that one. But also, let me throw this out there, though, Edward, because you've admitted yourself, you're a huge Nintendo fanboy. So it's like, if yes. Nintendo comes out with a system, you're buying it regardless because you right. love Nintendo. Same thing with Johnny. John will be the first to admit he's a huge Nintendo oh, yeah. fanboy. Absolutely. I mean, look at his Amiibo collection, for goodness sakes. I mean, <laughs> that thing is just redonk. So, you know, I feel like you guys definitely are more... Like, it doesn't matter what they put out, you're going to get it because you know you're going to get the exclusives, sure. like the Mario yeah. Karts and stuff. I'm yeah. more one of the guys on the fence, but I, I will say this. I am more inclined to buy the NX than I've ever been to buy a new Nintendo system. The only thing that's going to hold me off is I still want to get an Xbox One. I'm looking at getting it when Gears of War 4 comes out because I want that Gears of War exclusive. But uh-huh. I'm afraid because, you know, you hear these rumors about the PlayStation 4.5 and you hear these rumors about maybe a newer Xbox One that's got a little bit more power for these 4K TVs. Yeah. And it makes me a little gun-shy because I'm like, if I buy your system at Christmas and then a year later you say, hey, we're making a newer model that actually does a little bit more, maybe has a little bit more in the guts department, can work on these 4K mm-hmm. TVs, then I'm going to be pissed off as a customer. Well, I think that the thing is, is um, I, I would say if wait to E3 for any kind of announcements like that because I don't think Sony would do a PlayStation 4.5 and not when they're selling the way that they're selling. Before they even sell that, I think what they need to do as Sony is that they need to uh, update their system to where you can use an external hard drive because Microsoft is doing it. So Microsoft really don't have to upgrade their system because they could go up to a 5 terabyte um, external hard drive. Sure. Right. Um, and if they do anything with it, it's going to be like they have to design the system to be smaller, and it probably has to run faster. That's the only thing they're going to have to do with the Xbox One. Where like PlayStation Four, and like you know, waiting for like a new redesign of a system. Um, unless it's going to be cheaper and it's going to have something. If you're, I say get the Xbox One still, um, because you want the experience. Those stuff, all that other stuff, you're not really going to pay attention to. You're going to be like, I want to play Gears 4, and I want to play with my friends. Yeah. You know, so. And I want the Gears Doubt system. That's what I really want. So I'm yeah. waiting for whenever they do. Uh, hang on just one second. Uh, mm-hmm. No, but I'm really waiting for the Gears of War 4 system because I want a system like with the Gears logo on it and everything. I want something that's, you know, a gear system. And to be honest, everything I've been reading about, maybe if they do a PlayStation 4.5 or if they do a, 
you know, a newer version of Xbox One, it's mostly going to be for, like, help with, like, the 4K TVs that are getting kind of big. Yes. But I'm not getting a 4K TV anytime soon. I mean, for me, that's probably another three, four, five years off anyway. So by that right. time, we'll probably be at PlayStation 5 or Xbox 2 or whatever they decide they want to do. So, you know, um, right. we'll figure and it out then. And I don't Hang even on just know. One second, Edward. Oh, my bad. Our our headsets went out there real quick, and we're like, what's going on? Because I couldn't hear what you were saying. But, yeah, like, by that time, by the time I get a 4K TV, I think we're going to be on the new system cycle anyway. Because right. let, let, let's all be honest, because you guys are both a lot more knowledgeable than I am. How long do you think the system cycle is going to be? Like, how much longer do you think we're going to have the Xbox One and the PS4 before they decide to go to, like, a PS5? I we was going to have a uh, six more years. That's why I That's thought. That's what I think. Yeah. yeah, because how long have we had the PS4? Like three? Uh, three, four? 2003. About, yeah, about about three years. Yeah, or so. and I figure most of the systems like to stay with that 10-year cycle just because mm -hmm. it gives enough people time to buy and play the games and they feel like they get their use out of them because if we start going to like five-year system cycles, I think we're going to have a problem. Well, also to think too, only ten percent of U.S. owners even own a 4K TV. Like you're not—that's yeah, not, that's yeah, not yeah. a huge demographic of no, people. No, not at all. I don't yeah. own one. Yeah. Deuce doesn't own one. Yeah. I don't know anyone that owns a 4K television. Well, Mike, Mike does. I, oh, okay. Yeah, but, but a lot yeah. of people don't own them. You know, it's—it's it's not a huge market right now. Sure, uh, all the people with with lots of expendable income are buying them, but for the most part. I think it said I thought I was reading somewhere only ten percent of Americans even own a four K TV or even know what one is. Like I and, mean, and not very many things are even broadcast. Exactly, there's not a lot of Our good buddy uh, Kyle, who's a friend of ours, um, he does like AV work. That's like his job, and he's the one I go to whenever it's time to buy a new TV or anything like that. And I was yes. talking to him about it because he's like, "Look, the next TV I buy is going to be four K," but he's like, "I'm not even in a rush to do it because." Nothing's really. I mean, there's like maybe four shows I think on uh, Netflix, Netflix yeah. that are in 4K, right. and he's like, a lot of things aren't ready for 4K yet. He's like, the only thing that may be ready is football. Like he said, football will probably be an early adopter, but besides that, you know, nothing else. Like Arrow's not going to be in 4K, or any of the other shows like I watch on a regular basis are going to be 4K, mm -hmm. except for maybe sports. So. Well, it's time, it's time consuming too, you know. And like, I don't even know if you guys have been noticing this, um, but when new new releases come out now, like for movies, they're started to put. If you go to Target, they're started to put a 4K version of that particular movie. Yeah, so I saw that. Like, so now you got like a 4K blue, uh, Blu-ray, uh, 3D uh, blue, uh, Blu-ray, and it's just like, oh, y'all not gonna start pushing out 4K. Um, yeah. With the with the 4K TVs, is that you got to push this stuff into like Walmart, Target, yeah. Um, you know, uh, what's Best somewhat Buy, Best yeah. Buy. Yeah, like you really got to push it out because no one is not really known it unless you go to like some kind of big electronic store that have a big display of TVs, yeah. like a 55-inch and up. Like, yeah. only ones that I was I was seeing that was doing 4K was Sony. That's yeah. all I know. And, uh, like, I love Sony products. I Trust me. Me and Johnny did a podcast about Sony, and we talked about how great they are and they sound and that they're their technology um when it comes to 4k if i'm going buy it i'm going to buy a sony 4k because there's the only one that i know that introduced it and we're the only ones doing it yeah well 
and that's the other thing too is that we don't know how it's gonna ha- how how people are gonna adapt to it because it's the new you know flash word oh 4K 4K but you look at 3D TV that kind of fizzled out like no one no one bought no one buys 3D TVs anymore like it's it's a thing that, that was like a fad almost and and they yeah. and they cost they're really expensive you had to have the glasses not all the glasses are universal like it was a you know a poor like it's fun in theaters and not a lot of things broadcast no. in, for, in uh, 3D which is funny because uh, it brings me to a story I went to Buffalo Wild Wings and they had a 3D TV. And you had to give them your driver's license to get the glasses to watch it. And that lasted like a year. And then after a year, I mean, the TV's still there. I don't even think they have the glasses anymore. Like, the last time I went in there and I asked about it, they're like, yeah, we ain't doing that no more. <laughs> they're like, yeah, we're, they're like, we're just, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. That, it was funny because I watched some guys watching a football game in the 3D. And, like, halfway through, they had to get the glasses back because the battery ran out. So, it's yeah. like, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three D TV. I just think that they were. Uh, it was because of three D being so success, uh, successful in movies. They just think that you could get that uh, same kind of entertainment into the household. So they probably thought it was going to be a big seller. And yeah. No. Yeah. No. It just fizzled out, you know. And nobody's yeah. talking about that now. The buzzword besides four K is these curved TVs, which I think are just hot garbage. So you know, it's it's. Everything changes in the marketplace, and it's one of those things right. where you really want to wait it out. But I think I'm going to take your advice and just go ahead and get the Gears of War 4 system because I've been saving the money. I've had the money for two years sitting in, in Casa de Deuce in an undisclosed location <laughs> uh, you know, for the system. So it's not like I've got to worry about like saving up the money for it. But I think this is a year I'm probably going to bite the bullet and do it, at least for Gears 4. And and the thing about it is that I think you'll be eight, uh, you'll easily be able to find it in the stores and buy it because both PlayStation Four and Xbox One, the sales of the consoles have kind of slowed down. Yeah. Um, definitely in my area, like a lot of people are not really buying the consoles. Yeah. Um, so I think when that Gears one come out, uh, you should be able to get it. They well, I'm gonna really pre-order to... it just in case because I really yeah. want that Gears of Four system, but. You know, Gears of War is my favorite franchise. It's like I know some people it's Halo or for Johnny it might be Final Fantasy. Everybody's got that one franchise that's like their baby. It's like their favorite. Right. And mine's been Gears since like day one. Um, you know, I was working in the industry on launch day, day one, and I, I just love it. So I'm like, you know what? Go ahead and treat yourself. So, <laughs> yeah, I actually before I got came on the podcast, I was playing Gears. Uh, I'm on Act Two. I'm on uh, where I'm at the gas station. I just oh, got done with the bats. Ooh. So um, I'm Gears right there. One, right? Yeah, because you bought one, two, and three. Because me and you talked on Facebook about it, and I yeah. was like, "Man, dude, they're like five dollars a piece. You just need to go buy all and, three. And you want to know what's funny? Yeah, didn't even realize that when I bought the Ultimate Edition, they gave me the other three games. Did they really? Yes. Yeah, so oh, I got they gave them backwards compatible. Oh, that's yeah. hilarious. Like, li- like literally, I could press start and play the games without the disc. Wow! Of all of them. Now let me just like. Let me ask you this, uh, because you got them all three in your Ultimate Edition. How do they play? Yeah. How do How do they play? Like on your Xbox One, does it look better than it would on a 360? Is it like a little bit? I mean, I know the graphics aren't that much better, but does it run smoother? Less load times. What are we looking at? It it runs a little bit smoother. The low times are probably still the same but it runs a little bit smoother it looks a little bit cleaner on um on that on a one compared to the 360 
Well, that's nice that you've got that option because I, I'll tell you what, the games I know I'm going to get besides, of course, Gears 4, I want to get that Gears Ultimate Edition because I played it at my buddy Kyle's house, loved it, mm-hmm. and I want to get the Halo uh, Ultimate Edition because it's got all the different Halos on there because I yeah. missed Halo 1 and 2. I only really played 3, uh, and I played all the way through 3, and I played a little bit of 4, but I'm like, well, if I can buy this, play all of it and get, you know, basically one, two, three, four, and then I can get Halo five um for the Xbox, you know, and just buy it new outright. I mean, yeah. you're gonna be set. Like if I get those three games right there, I'm gonna be set for six months, man. Yeah. You yeah. Happy hour might have to go on vacation for a hot minute. <laughs> like you ain't gonna see my ass. So uh, well, you know with the uh with the Halo one um, I haven't picked it up yet uh, because I got so mad at Halo 1. Like, I had it on the original Xbox, and I still have it, and I got to the last level where you had to drive the car, and that infuriated me because I always – and please, please, uh, Deuce, don't take no offense to this. Yeah. That car, that car mechanic in that game. Oh, that warthog like, mechanic shit, man. Like, it, it on, oh, on Halo it, 1, it's all over the place. It felt like I was pushing a garbage can full of rocks. <laughs> <laughs> and I I kept dying and I kept dying. Like, I spent a whole Saturday playing 85% of the whole game. Wow. And got to the end and could not control that Warhol. It's just I was supposed to be driving out and that bit the end no, no, it's like I in this game, but I, I I do plan on getting it later on this year, um, the collection, and then I do want to play Halo Five. Well, that's the thing too is is by the time you know I get my system, which won't be Christmas, I bet that thing's gonna be down to like twenty bucks. Uh, Halo Five will probably be down to thirty forty. I'm seeing yeah. I've seen Gears Ultimate uh, twice. I've seen it on sale for like ten bucks. So, I mean, there's a lot of Xbox One games, and that's the one thing I got to say, which is really nice, because it happened to me with the 360, because I bought the 360, like, day one, but I didn't get Uh my PS3 until, like, three years later. So, when I wanted to go back and buy games like Resistance and the first Uncharted and stuff like that, they were, like, 10 bucks used. So, when you jump into a console late, you get a really good value when it comes to the games that you haven't played that you want to play, because they've been out for a hot minute. Well, I, definitely with me with the PlayStation 3, I was bad because I got the PlayStation 3 and bought four games. My four games ended up jumping to almost 17 within a week and a half. Oh, Ooh. wow. <laughs> and after that, I was I probably bought seventy five games for my PS three. Like wow. it, 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 like my even like with my Wii when I finally got my Wii, like I, I jumped that whole library to almost about sixty seven games. Wow. Um, I'm bad with buying consoles because I'd be like, I want to play this, I want to play this, I want to play this. Like, I'm surprised the definitive edition to go on for twenty bucks so I could get it, even though I own it for PlayStation three. Yeah. yeah. And that's the funny thing, man, because I do the same thing every year. Like, and Johnny knows on Black Friday, I like I'll get oh. like four or five games of Black Friday. And prime example, he's playing Metal Gear Solid Five, which you got on Black Friday. Mine, literally, the only reason it's out of shrink wrap is I just wanted to double check, make sure the disc was in there and there was no scratches. It still has not even made it into the system yet, and so you know. Not- my PlayStation Three version of Metal Gear Solid Five, same thing. It's still yeah. in the plastic, and I. 
at it on Black Friday. Yeah, and that's one of those things. You know, you get games because you're like, man, it's a hell of a deal, and then you get a backlog, um, which is funny. That's a topic I want to jump into, backlogs. But before we do that, we need to take some quick uh, commercial break and pay some of these bills. I'm going to be right back for more Happy Hour Giant News. This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Josh Bauer, a.k.a. JB Designs. If you haven't seen his work, he does amazing stuff. He does comic book art, video game characters, movie art. It's awesome. It's even hanging right now in our Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce studios. You're definitely going to want to check it out. Head to www.joshbauerartist.com and that's www.joshbauer.com. E-R-A-R-T-I-S-T dot com and you can find him on all his social media outlets including Facebook, Instagram, and even YouTube. And make sure to follow his event page and catch him at upcoming events like JB Designs Invades Tampa Bay Comic Con August 5th through August 7th and Claremont Comic Con November 20th. Also, you can find his online store at jbdesigns.storeenvy.com. That's jbdezigns.storeenvy.com. You can find his original paintings, prints, posters, and mini prints. And Deuce, there's a special promo code for our happy hour listeners. If you'll put in the promo code Deuce is on the loose, and that is spelled D U C E I S O N T H E L O O S E, you'll get 25% off prints posters and mini prints and if you see him on one of the upcoming events tell him you're a happy hour podcast listener to receive something special and don't forget to see our boy and our friend josh bauer of jb designs and don't forget to tell him that the happy Happy hour Hour with with johnny Johnny and deuce Deuce sent you this episode of the happy hour with johnny and deuce is brought to you by Agia Productions is an Orlando-based film and photo company. They work with a lot of local cosplayers, shooting their pictures against a green screen will allow the team to make the cosplayer into a real-life hero. Agia has done some charity work as well, working alongside Rock Pink for breast cancer awareness. Find them at a convention, and you'll be able to rent out one of the talented photographers to take some awesome, high-def pictures of you and your family. Not a cosplayer? That's okay, too. Agia can take you and your family and put them anywhere you want to be. Also, Agia Productions does weddings, graduation, quinceaneras, bar mitzvahs, you name it, and you need a photo crew, Agia can do it. Also, don't miss out their newest film short, The Corridor. Find The Corridor on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash The Corridor Film. Also, go to Agit's website at www.agiatt.com to learn more about them and give them a like on Facebook. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny. And I'm Deuce. And, of course, we have our awesome friend, Eddie V. Edward Vinell of the Optional Opinion Podcast and World 1-1 Podcast. 
we, before the break, we were kind of talking about backlog of games because as gamers, it seems like lately more than ever, there's like it's so easy to be like, all right, this game's on sale. Like Deuce and I are talking about Black Friday. Yeah. I picked up like four games on Black Friday for like 30, too, yeah. 30 bucks each. And I'm like, oh, this is great. And I'm like, uh, my Xenoblade Chronicles X is still in the shrink wrap. And I'm wow, like, yeah. Your sister got you that. My sister got me that for my birthday. and I'm Thank like, God she doesn't listen. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just oh, saying, like, you need to play that game. That game is so good. Yeah, I heard good things. But it's like you get stuck on a game and you're like, all right, um, all right. Do I want to play? What game do I want to play next? You know, what, where where do I begin? You know, so it's just like when it comes to a backlog of games, sometimes it feels I get overwhelmed by it personally. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I have mm-hmm. so many games to play. I spent all this money on these games. I need to go play them. Uh, well, definitely for me, I always have a goal with my backlog, and I kind of do it two ways. Like, um, if I'm doing a, a optional opinion feature. Um, I would go back and I would start playing those games again, or I would be like, okay, this game is part of what I want to talk about, but I haven't played it. So let me start on this game and let me finish it or get farther in the game. And then I'll be able to write it. Um, the thing that I do with my backlog, uh, in the summer, uh, I'm doing like, I do the backlog bash and what it is is that I take four games and, uh, for June and July, for every two weeks, I play that one game until I beat it. Nice. Um, and so I catch up on my backlog. That's a good that idea, game. actually. Actually, I like where I, Eddie. I like where your head's at, man. Like, I think I'm gonna have to get down on that because usually it's the opposite for me. It's my Netflix backlog. Like, what TV <laughs> yeah. show am I gonna catch up on? But no, I think I like your idea about video games because. For me personally, like, summertime is when I really get into games because, you know, TV shows aren't on. Like, I don't have a bunch of stuff on my DVR box. Like, it's time to get into games. So what four games are you thinking about doing for your video game bash for this year? Well, since I have four systems that... You could do um, one for each! <laughs> yeah. Um. I, well, what the thing about it is before I got the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, I was doing Wii U, um, my Wii game... Uh, 3ds and my PS3. Um, this year, uh, for PlayStation 4, I'm going to finish up Mad Max because I have that. Um, PlayStation 3, uh, I'm going to. F- uh, I should have the Uncharted series actually finished. Um, but I'm still searching for what I want to do for PlayStation 3. Um, for my Wii U. I'm going to finish Yoshi's new, uh, Woolly World. I'm going to finish that up. And then for Xbox One, I'm going to do The Witcher 3. Oh, okay. So you, you got a tough. Yeah, yeah you're you going to need more in two weeks for Witcher 3. I can tell you that. So Yeah, uh, but I, I, give it, I give it that so that when I finish it, I could do maybe a podcast or, or I could write about my experience or something like that. If not, I'll just be like, well, I got this far, so yay, good for me. This is what <laughs> I invested in two weeks. Sure, yeah. I, um, I think it's a good idea because sometimes you just got to focus. Like, all right, this this is what I ha- – when I was younger, like I could play like five, six games all – you know. At one time, I'd be like, all right, I'm playing God of War 2, I'm playing Metal Gear Solid, I'm playing this and this and this and this, and, like, you know, my DS, and, like, I'm playing Final Fantasy 6 on Advance, and, like, I'm playing all these games, but now it's like, I, I'll go, if I'm playing a game and I, and I haven't played it in, like, three weeks, I'm like, where am I? Where, where am I doing? Like, you get, yeah. like, this, like, what <laughs> what do I do? You know, that's why now it's like, I just feel like I need to devote time to one game so yeah because right. you forget the button layout and then you sure. forget the story too like in yep. your head you're like what oh. did i do last what's the story what's going on 
when I forget the button layout, I'll be like, how do I play this game again? I and I got yeah. like, I got to be relearning. It's true. Like, oh, I hate that. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. So, like, that was the thing with me is, like, I I, hadn't, I was playing. I think I was playing. You, you have The Witcher 3, right? I was borrowing yeah. it. And I hadn't played it for, like, two weeks. I came back into it. And I was just getting owned. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I because I was thinking, because especially if you play one game and then you go back to another game, you're, you're thinking the controls, because you're so like muscle memory of the game you just played, and you go back, uh-huh. and especially if it's the same type of game, like a third-person game or a first-person game. And in most, I, to, to give credit where credit's due, most first-person games have a similar layout, you know. Yeah. But but third-person games are the games that really feel different, you know. If you yeah. get to like an Uncharted game, plays totally different than The Witcher Three, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I know one thing I will not do. Uh, last year, I um, did the resistance, uh, not resistance. I did kill zone two and three. Um, oh, okay. And I I beat kill zone two within like four days, but kill zone three I beat in a day and a half. Like, yeah. I started on a Saturday, did most of the whole game, and finished it like at Sunday at two o'clock in the morning. Oh wow! Even when I'm just like I would never do this again, and that was part of the thing. I was just like, okay, I was supposed to give this game two weeks, and I finished it that quick. So I was just like, uh, what do I do now? Um, I know last year I did Bioshock Infinite, and I stopped at that last level, that worship level. I was just like, I cannot do this. This is just so unfair. Well, it's funny because um, one one thing you've mentioned a couple where you need to. Add. Say that last part again, Edward. We you cut out. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. Um, even if you don't finish it, you know, get to a point where at least you play majority of the game, and you just be like, okay, um, I like where where it was going. I gave it a fair chance. I did most of it. Um, even even when you're done doing your two weeks for each game, if you want to go back like in August and finish it up, or even spend time finishing up of you did a game early you could also do that so you you don't really have to uh you don't you don't really have to be like well i need to give this game two weeks if the game is short and you finish it in a day you could pretty much start on your new game if you sure. want to. yeah and if you want to like want to add more go ahead and add more but four games at least for two weeks is the minimum because y'all know for us we got work we, you guys got sure. kids oh, well johnny johnny got, got kids, kids. Yep. i ain't got no kids at least none i know about <laughs> yeah my free time is like when i, I don't f- got no kids neither yeah. well that's uh, a, well that's the thing like when i play games it's like i usually can play when the kids are taking a nap or when they're in bed so it's kind of like uh i actually play in my 3ds a lot because i can play that while the kids are awake you know so like handheld has really been like helpful for me so like I, I just picked up Ocarina of Time 3D uh, recently, and I'm enjoying that, and it's really fun. But for me, it's like you know, it, everyone has their own like, you know, time, right? You try to va- optimize your time, no matter you know, we're all busy, we all have our own things we're doing. But like, when it comes to games, it's like, just go out and have fun, you know. I think that's the end of the day. It's like right. you said, you know, if you don't beat a game, don't stress out over it. Just enjoy the experience that you had, you know. Right. So. And if you even want to, if you even want to change the game, uh. Up, going to change the first time that particular game and then switch it up, depending on if you beat it or not. So, I think you guys could do it. I really think you guys can do it. Well, we'll have to see if we, you yeah. know, during the summertime, if, if, uh, you know, because right now, Deuce, what do you have in your backlog? 
the the big things I've got in my backlog is I do want to start Metal Gear Solid Five Phantom Pain because like literally it's been sitting there and I want to. It's a big game. Too. It is, and so that's even one, just to yeah. go through and not do side quests. It'll take you a hot minute. To yeah. Beat. So like I know that's gonna eat up a lot of my summer once I finally jump into it. Um, mm-hmm. Need for Speed sitting there, and I think I'm a, probably about halfway through that Need for Speed, and I liked it. And the good thing is they've been giving you the DLC for free. So, like, I've got some DLC I can jump into, too, on that. So, um, besides that, I really want to finish the story for the uh, Call of Duty I've got, Black Ops 3. Because uh-huh. I always just jump right into multiplayer. Like, I hardly ever play the, the single player. But every year, I'm like, all right, I'm going to beat the single player. And I do before, because at the end of the year, I always trade it in when I get the new one. When I can still get yeah. about, like, 20 bucks for it. Um, so, I want to beat that before that happens. But um, th- those are the big three, and I'd like to log some more time into that WWE 2K16 I've got. Yeah. Because, you know, I played it, I played it, I played it, because mostly I just do career mode. Like, I don't even mess with, like, the, I don't know what they call it, showcase mode and all that yeah. stuff. I just do career, but I'd like to log some more time into there. So that's probably my big four. Um, and if I really got froggy, I'd probably jump back into Witcher uh, 3. But the bad okay. news is there is a couple games coming out, like, this summer that I want to play, like Uncharted 4 and Doom and Overwatch. Right. So that's going to eat into some of my summer playtime. And then on top of that, I want to wait until, and I'm hoping maybe closer to when Uncharted 4 comes out, they'll do a sale on that Uncharted Drake. Yeah, because yeah. I played 1 and 2, but I never played and beat 3. And I really would love to do that before I play 4, but I just don't think it's going to happen. So Yeah, that's that's part of my goal in April. To, I'm on, like, the last part of 3, and I just need to finish it so I yeah. can get 4. Sure. I would say this to you, Deuce. Um, do, if you're going to do Metal Gear Solid, do it after E3. Go. I said start start with the Need for Speed yeah. and with, end with the Call of Duty. And I would say, uh, like, Call of Duty in July. I say end it with that. Yeah. But for the Metal Gear Solid, I say do it after E3. Like, well, don't yeah. do it during it or anything. Well, yeah, the big right. thing Once E3 happens, go yeah. ahead and do it. Well, the big thing right now is I'm playing Division like crazy, and I'm at level, I think, 26. So I'm trying to get to 30 so I can start doing the Dark Zone mission stuff. So uh-huh. that's that's still been eating up a lot of my time. But I want to put time into it, and I'm just – I'm trying not to jump into anything right now because we're only like three weeks away from Uncharted dropping. And literally, it's Uncharted Tuesday, Doom Friday. And then two weeks later is Overwatch. So I'm like, that's three games in one month. Those three games are going to keep me busy for a hot minute. So that might even, those three might eat up my summer. And Metal Gear may still be sitting there, but the price I got it for, I can't complain. Yeah, so. right. I mean, I'll do Uncharted 4. Like, I'll get it on day one, but it might end up being on my backlog. Um, Because even though the Uncharted series is decent, it's not something that I'm just like, "Mm, I'm looking forward to this. My thing is, when I play, I know when I look onto, when I play Uncharted 4, I'd be like, please do not have none of this illogical mess. Like, don't allow me to do something in the game and then have a cutscene that goes about what I'm doing. Sure. Like, yeah. um, uh, I don't know if you, uh, if you thought, if you guys even thought about this in Uncharted 2, um, when you're on the train and you're fighting like that last, that last guy and you shooting him multiple times and he don't, he doesn't really die, but it goes to the cutscene and the girl kills him with like, like with some kind of nine millimeter, like with some small handgun. And you're just like, wait, 
I was just hitting you with AK-47 bullets. How the <laughs> heck that you haven't died from that, but she shot, she shot you in a cutscene and you dead. Like, yeah. stuff like that, yeah. I hope it's not in Uncharted 4. Yeah. Well, I hope so, too. And like I said, there's a part of me that really would like to, to play 3 and beat 3 before 4, but uh-huh. I've got a bad feeling that once – I because I can tell you right now, once 4 is in my hands – Four is going in the machine because I love the yeah. Uncharted games. Like I came late to that party, but I rage at that party. Like I love that party. Uncharted is one of my jams. So it's like when I get it, I know I'm gonna play it. And I've just I've kind of got the price point in my headset of like twenty, <laughs> thirty bucks is what I'm gonna pay for the Uncharted collection because I played one and two, so I don't want to uh-huh. play those. I only want to play three. So paying anything more than twenty, thirty bucks for just one game. Especially when it was a last gen game, to me is a little crazy. So I- I'm kind of waiting, but I got a feeling, like I said, right before four goes on sale, I got a feeling a week, two weeks before they're going to put it on sale. Like, hey, get caught up on the series before part four comes out because they do that all the time. As, as long as Sony throws up, uh, my thing would be if Sony, the smart thing would do is to throw that collection on a PSN flash sale and give it 50% off. Or if you're if you're a, a PSM um, PlayStation Plus member, seventy five percent off. Like I would oh, do a digital a sale for yeah. that and get it done. So you know they could hype up place, uh, um, hype up um, a charter for it. Sure, I I ain't about that digital life. I need a disc. It, Johnny will be tell you like I'm ridiculous. Like I don't buy anything digital. It's got to be on a disc. So if the disc doesn't go on sale, I won't, I don't care. If it's five dollars, I ain't gonna get it. <laughs> if it's not on a disc, so and I know I'm super crazy weird about that, but yeah, I, I like. I, trust me, I'm just like I was just like you. Yeah. But I'm just like, well, they don't. It's still at a high price. If, if it's a good sale, um, on Amazon or a good sale digitally, I'll get it that way. But if it's like still regular price at other stores, I'd be like, mm, no, nah. I'll I could just wait. Yeah. Well, real quick, my backlog. I mean, I have a pretty, pretty big backlog. Um, uh, obviously, at Logo Deuce, we both, him and I, both bought, bought a bunch of games for Black Friday. So, two K sixteen. Yeah. Um, what else did I buy? Oh yeah, because I bought my 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 Xbox One, and I haven't played hardly any of my Xbox One games. What I did have. Did you buy for the Xbox One? Not to jump on your toes. Yeah. But so yeah. I I got what Edward got the Orion Blind Forest, uh, gear uh, Gears One bundle. Yeah. Um, and Rare Replay. Yeah. And oh so, snap! That rare replay is supposed to be the jam. Yeah, so like I I started uh, Gears One Ultimate Edition, like went through like the first half of the game and liked I liked it, and then I got sidetracked with Metal Gear Solid, and that's the honest truth. Like I have Sunset Overdrive as well on the shrink wrap. Like too. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I will actually have a a really big. I need to get I need to get some time on my Xbox One. That's the problem. I've just been so focused on Metal Gear Solid that everything else is kind of. I have like I said, I have Xenoblade Chronicles X uh, in the shrink wrap. Like I have. Uh, I mean, I have to finish Woolly World as well. Um, so like I have so many games. So, but I don't want to have to be like so stressed out about it. So I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna just devote my time to Metal Gear. And then when I think when I'm done with Metal Gear, I think I'm gonna go back and beat Gears. Like I think that's I have to have some sort of like frame of mind and a list in my head of where I'm gonna go next. Now my th- for some reason with handhelds, I can pick up and play, and you know I'll play whatever. You know, like I'm playing Ocarina of Time 3D right now, uh, and it's right. fun. It's easy to pick up and play and put in my pocket when I'm done. But like that's why sometimes like Deuce said, sometimes you need a palate cleanser, and I'll just throw in Rocket League. You know, like I got an hour, I want to play Rocket League. Yeah. I don't have to worry about anything. I don't have to you worry about just missions. Play, yeah. Just play and have fun. So Rocket League's my go-to, like, just chill, not have to think about anything. And that that game, I'll just play. You know. 
Well, I'm going to tell you something. I've got a bad feeling I'm about to open Pandora's box because I know how analytical you are. I have a friend of mine that actually has his backlog in an Excel spreadsheet, <laughs> and he's got it to where on each game he's got it marked like I'm 50% complete, I'm 75% complete. So he can look at the backlog and see how far he is on each game. And I'm mm -hmm. wondering maybe if something like that might be because, A, you're super analytical and you kind of like stuff like that. But, two, like if you kind of knew where you were at in each game and it's something like you could pull up and look at like, oh, I'm halfway through Gears, but I'm three-fourths of the way through Metal Gear. Maybe I'll jump on Metal Gear. Not Gear. If something like that would work for you, if that's just too extreme. I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I make lists all the time. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I know. I, I may have opened Pandora's box because I know you're a big <laughs> list guy. But, like, well, when, my buddy showed me the Excel spreadsheet. I'm like, A, this is next level, and B, I'm a little scared. Beautiful mind over here. So. <laughs> well, you know, Johnny, I uh, I started when I um, before I started doing the summer bash for my backlog. I actually was doing alphabetical order for my gay. Oh, wow. like, okay. I literally was just like, okay, these are all my A gays. Let me start them. Uh, B gangs, let me start them. See, like I was going through the alphabet for some of my backlogs and literally was finishing them. So I don't know if that's if that's good for you, if that works. Um, like if you want to go uh, alphabetic order, you can. If not, don't worry about it. Just pick the ones that you know that you're going to devote some time with and get it out the way. Well, like, I, I think a lot of times it's because I have kids. I, I tend to play a lot of my Mario, my, my Wii U games because the kids uh -huh. can watch me play those because you know, I'm going to play Gears of War in front of my kids. You know what I mean? Like that, that game I can't right. play or I can't play Metal Gear during the day, but yeah. like I could play Mario Maker all day and my kids don't mind. They, or you, you know, could play Yoshi's World. I could play Holy Yoshi's Willy World. World or whatever. You know, those games I can actually play in front of my kids and it's fine, but it's a lot, a lot of the, you know, M-rated games or whatever, like I have to wait until next. So I don't get a lot, as much time on them as I, you know, as I would like. So, And but. I always gravitate towards, personally, when it comes to my backlog, I'm like, what do I want to play next? Like, what's really intriguing me? Like, what's the one that, like, because sometimes I'm in a shooting mood, sometimes I'm in a racing mood, and, like, sometimes I'm in a fighter game yeah. mood. Because that's the other thing. I got to wait for stupid Capcom to drop the single player for Street Fighter Five because I got that, and that's moving in my backlog for the summer because I'm like, I, I played all the single player I could play, but now I can't do anything. So it's like I got to wait till they release the story mode. So, yeah. well, I, uh, oh no, that's coming next. That's coming in June. I forgot they already did the update, but the story mode's in June. That's yeah, right. story gotcha. mode they said was in June. So I'm it's it literally I played it for like the first three nights. I beat all the single player stuff, and I'm like, all right, bam, and it went on the shelf. And I'm like, I will take it back down when the single player stuff comes out because I played maybe an hour online and just got obliterated i mean utterly shit stomped and i'm like this is not uh -huh. fun like i would rather be playing division or call of duty right now because like just getting decimated to me is not fun so i really i still don't know how capcom messed that up and yeah. how, like how sony can allow something like this on their system like that's that's crazy to yeah me. and that's the thing like it, it, capcom completely shit the bed on that and how Sony let them do it on their watch. Because if I was Sony, I'd be like, listen, wait. Wait until June. Drop the game in June. And we'll just we'll figure it out. But, like, if a company comes to me and says, look, we're not ready. We're shipping a disc that's basically kind of broken because half the stuff isn't even on the disc yet. I'd be like, right. okay, how long till you can get it on the disc and we can send it out? Because I know I can't be the only person that's mad. Because, like I said, I spent $60 on the game. 
played it for three days, and it's collecting dust. And I'm just like, the only reason I haven't traded it in is I'm like, well, we're going to get more stuff in June. We're going to get stuff later. I mean, I was mad. Like, I was like, you need to give me some free characters, mad. Like, or cut, like, the season pass, like, in half because I bought it day one, mad. And you cannot treat a fighting game like it's an episodic game. You cannot do that. And that's what I was saying. I was like... On top of that, I think my favorite picture is, like, it's a picture of Guile, and he's holding a picture, and it's DLC, and he's blanked out. I'm like, Guile has been a playable character since, like, game two, and now he's DLC. It's like, what are you smoking? Like, what's on your mind? Like, what made you think that this was even remotely cool? Like, you could get away with this. So, I don't know. I mean, that's yeah. another topic for another another episode. So what we're going to do is we're going to wrap this episode up. Yes, sir. And we're going to have Edward that's going to come back for another exciting episode. Uh, they want to thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, yes, sir. Uh, Edward, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, man. Um, we Obviously, we are all passionate about games and, and everything like that, so we can talk about it. So we're going to have him on another episode, so yep. stay tuned for that. And, of course, Edward, you are – people can hear your lovely voice on the Optional Opinion Podcast – and as yes. well as World One One with your, with some of your friends, uh, yes. Adrian. And who's your other member of the World One? Uh, Larry Giver. Larry he's Giver. Of, yep. Yeah, he's part of the NBC Video Game Book Club. Also. Gotcha, gotcha. That's right. So definitely check out that uh, episode. And uh, I mean, your 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 podcast is on SoundCloud and Podbean, yes. right? I think. Um, yeah, um, optional opinions on the anonymous radio network dot popping dot com. Um, um, not sure opinion is also on SoundCloud. Awesome. Um, we're one that's on SoundCloud also, and we're trying to get it on iTunes. Uh, we're still working the stuff like that out, but uh, we'll have it more on iTunes uh, later later on. Awesome. So definitely check out his work and tell him Happy Hour with Johnny Deuce sent you. Yes, sir. And Deuce, uh, how do people find us on the internet? You can find us on Twitter at HHPodcastShow. You can also send us your emails to HHPodcastShow at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to go to Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show and give us a like. And also, when you're going on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there's three hashtags you want to put in. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast, hashtag HH Podcast Show, and of course, as always, hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. See ya.